Do you want to just do it? Just jump in? Sure. And not do a, a bonus? Sure. Okay, here we go. Oh my god, it's a fire sale! <laughs> it's Think Outside the Box set. The internet's only quickly uh, winding down Outrage Machine. <laughs> I'm Patty Hunt. And I've been Cameron DeWitt. This is the Think Outside the Box set finale spectacular part one. Part one, We yes. think there'll be two parts, but we'll see how long this takes. Yeah. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I told Kim that I think I need something of a hiatus from the show, at least. Um, so, yeah, we're going to take it off the air. You want to stay friends. We want to stay friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of what happened is that this show is an excuse to hang out together. And now we live in the same city. And, you know, I kind of just want to hang out with my friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not have to talk about, like... Fucking smash mouth or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Rip. Rip, Rip Steve Harwell. Rip Steve Harwell. Kevin is putting together a one hell of a band right now. Oh yeah. He's we got, got he's Steve Harwell <laughs> on drums. We got Jimi Hendrix <laughs> on drums. <laughs> we got John Lennon on drums. Oh my god. All those people are definitely in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jimi Hendrix? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's the least questionable one. Yes. It depends on who's heaven and hell we're talking about. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so, um, yeah, Steve Harwell died. Now, also, John Lennon imagined there was no heaven so hard. Oh, right. So he yeah. ended up in hell. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you don't have faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus you get. Christ. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve Harwell died at 57 of liver failure. Oh. Um, yeah, now he's... Now he's now he's walking on the sun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do for our finale. And as far as we know, we will just end the show when we're done with this finale series. Or maybe we'll have fun little epilogues. We haven't decided whether we're going to do that or not. Whether this yeah. will be a hiatus or uh, we're done. But we're going to end it. And then have a fake out if necessary. <laughs> like if someone releases an album and we want to talk about it, we might do that. We'll see. Yeah. As I was going back over these artists, I think that I found a couple albums that were released in the last year or two that we, oh, haven't, really? we haven't caught up on. Interesting. I want to say that Shania. We just covered a new Shania. There was the What You Gonna no, no, Do With That was, Air. It wasn't, it wasn't Shania. It was, um, shit. It seemed like Eminem had one, but it was maybe a compilation. No, that's a compilation. Yeah. We talked okay. about that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I swear there was someone though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I would still love to do a Mamma Mia 2 episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we'll just watch that and not tell you fuckers about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just watch it for fun because it's a good movie. Maybe. Oh, it might have been Alanis <laughs> or T-Pain. Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, we started this. When, when we started this back in 2017... You called me up and you were like, I want to do a podcast. Oh, that's right. I did. And at that point, we hadn't really talked for a while. I feel like what happened is like we were kind of hanging out in like 2012, 2013. Uh-huh. We were having Thanksgivings together and, you know, coming to visit each other from Boston to Philly. And then I feel like what happened is Theo was born. And I went to France. And you went to, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot you went to France. Shit. And then we kind of like just didn't, I don't, we didn't even really talk on the phone. <laughs> like we had kind of like pressed indefinite pause on our friendship. We had basically. A on the friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then you called me up and I was like, oh, that would be a great excuse to hang out with you again because we don't seem to be hanging out without some sort of structure. Right. That would be a great excuse to do that. And then I was also making a lot of jokes about how we were two straight men. Mm-hmm. And in order mm-hmm. to have a friendship, mm-hmm. we need to have a project. And how did that turn out? To <laughs> work out. Yeah. And I think we've graduated. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've graduated from Gender Academy. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, 
the pro the project has worked. <laughs> and also, you know, I love our listeners. I love how dedicated our listeners are and how much they like the show. There's not very many of you. <laughs> this is a small party that we're throwing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Which is your fault. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally everyone else's fault but yours. <laughs> yes. And maybe mostly yours and mine. <laughs> no, it's definitely not mostly mine. It's yeah. probably yours and mostly the listeners. Okay, great. I never had any responsibility to promote the show or try to spread the word or build up the audience or anything like that. No, 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 no. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little retrospective mm. where we're going to go over the major seasons. There's like, a couple kind of throwaway like seasons. Cleanse the that we shit had. out of that palette. Absolutely. This palette's going to be Before so we die. You know how they give like a little afterlife mint to corpses? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they close their exactly. mouths and close yeah, yeah. their eyes. Yeah. And then give them some money. Yeah. Coins on the eyes. Moments. Yeah. That's what we're doing for the show. We're going to go back and talk about either our favorite track from each season or like maybe a standout track for me. I, I was going to string this on you actually as a surprise mm, that for mm. me, it was not so much my favorite or the best song from each season. It was just like the one that basically it was what stood out to me. I was thinking like, Oh, what is the thing that like, what's the first thing I think of when I think of this artist? Sure. No matter how stupid it was. Yeah. So you went for the like the lowest, uh, the lowest no, no, difficulty. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. The, the first thought, best thought. The, uh, the first thing. This is why we're ending the show. The folks. first. <laughs> yes. I've been so lazy. Um, no, no. What it was uh, of the songs I was not previously familiar with, which is the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. That's that was okay. my criteria. So it's like okay. not not just like Garth Brooks, like Friends in Low Places. It's like right. Garth Brooks, Deep Cut, like. What sprang to mind? Absolutely, yeah. There's a couple moments that I chose on this for for this episode. We're doing the hopefully the first half of the show. Yeah, we got, we've today. had what 27 seasons. Yeah, so um, we can't do it all in one. We might not even be able to do it in two, but we'll see what we I'll can see do. How it goes? Yeah. Uh, I tried to choose songs that I feel like are kind of about the narrative that we were trying to build mm. about the artists uh -huh. because this is a show about artists, artists yes. <laughs> that have been uh -huh. dismissed uh -huh. or misunderstood uh -huh. or unrecognized, yes, but did. not in that order. Not, definitely not in that order. <laughs> but I was trying to, that's the order I wanted to put it in. I was telling my partner Caleb about this for the first time this evening and I could not remember the three of those. Things. I was like, unrecognized, and forgotten and i don't know i did really bad for for the person who used to say that every single week i did astonishingly bad yeah uh i as someone who listened to it every week it's still hard to bring up which i think says more about the log line than mm. <laughs> maybe than anything else uh but it is true and you know we started the show because garth brooks as far as i know is still the best-selling solo artist in the U.S. I don't think anyone's ever going to pass him because, like... Yeah, because no one buys music no one anymore. Buys music Man anymore. yells at Cloud. Um, yes. But, uh, and we were like, have you listened to Garth Brooks? It's like, yeah, maybe two songs. Maybe. Mostly no, just one. Nobody we had known had, yeah. like, ever intentionally listened to Garth Brooks yeah. on purpose. Let alone an entire album of his. And we were like, that's so bizarre. That there's something so ubiquitous that neither of us have really participated in. And uh, it's been rewarding to discover all of these artists that have been so thoroughly discovered before uh, yes. in different ways, uh, some more niche than others. I usually, I use it a lot for um, when I play Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, I'm like, very I've good. Big Brains. I've been to over 30 countries. I've listened to every single ICP album. <laughs> <laughs> Studio album. I do throw that on, yes. Studio album. Oh my god, not the life albums. <laughs> or the compilations. <laughs> Definitely not the EPs. And, uh, yeah. What was I going to say about that? I was going to say, I'm excited yes. to go back into cultural obscurity. <laughs> as, as rewarding as this has been. Yes. I feel like I figured it all out. Maybe we'll do another 27 seasons after another 30 years. And then we'll like... You know, in VR, 
Yeah, hollow uh, deck yeah. core. Uh, you could beam our old decrepit bodies directly <laughs> into your lap. <laughs> to talk about, uh, I don't know, s- space rap. <laughs> Everyone's listening to space Fully rap. automated luxury gay <laughs> yeah. space rap. It's all, yeah, all going to be AI stuff. Oh, and we're like, oh, yes. we've really just slept on this AI stuff. Yeah, it's such a good thing. That's why we do 27 seasons of it. <laughs> banger after banger. Anyway. Um, enough preamble. Uh, do you want to talk about Garf? Our friend Garf? Absolutely. Still the one that I have maybe some of the fondest memories. Oh, yeah. For. Absolutely. It was all downhill from there. Um, okay. So let's take a listen to your sample. I, I just, I threw, I purposely threw them in here. Without the song title in the file name, so Cameron is going to be taking oh, very good. surprise, just as you will, dear listener. I didn't, I didn't do that. So just look away when it comes time. Okay. It's the fire inside your heart that's going to lead you to the light. How you ever gonna know what it's like to live there? How you ever gonna know? It's not Garth's best song, that's for sure. It's from um, Sevens. Okay, yeah, I don't remember this album. (laughs) Explain this to me. Either, but for some reason, I do not really know why. For some reason, this song just recurs in my head. I'll just be like you know, tootling down the street or whatever the fuck. And then all of a sudden, how are you ever going to know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that like, really Whoa. stuck in there. <laughs> it's really stuck in there. I have no idea how or why. And I, I don't want it there, but it's there. Huh. Um, first one, that old wind that's whipping out there, it's whistling your tune. That wind blew pyramids to Egypt and footprints to the moon. No, well, yeah. <laughs> old star you've been wishing <laughs> on. It's shining my Ship bright. Theseus. But it's the fire inside your heart that's going to lead you to the light, Cameron. Oh. How are you ever going to know what it's like to live there? How are you ever going to know victory? How are you ever going to know what it's like when dreams become reality? Okay, so this is like a go go get em tiger go get em kind tiger. of song, but about Hashtag love. the grind. Yeah. But also it's love that put footprints on, on the moon and blew the pyramids to Egypt. I guess they're just kind of like <laughs> blowing along like tumbleweeds or something through the yeah. ancient mm. Africa. Wait, is that really the lyric? The wind that blew pyramids to Egypt? Uh-huh. Is this like a, a Egyptians or, or like space space aliens kind oh of thing? He does talk about footprints on the moon right after that. Oh my god. That old star you've been wishing on. So you never know. Um okay, so I thought a fun little game mm. uh would be I love fun. To Brooks uh, has an album called Fun. That's true. Uh, and it has the song uh We're No Cross Burns or whatever on it <laughs> with Charlie Pride. <laughs> What? <laughs> Do you remember that? That's his like I we solved racism oh. <laughs> song. Oh my god. Was that on Sevens? Is Sevens spelled a funny way? No. Oh, it's done with long neck bottle on it and two pina coladas. Okay, so the- It has you move me in it on it. This is actually a pretty good album. I remember quite a few of these songs. Okay, so what I was hoping that I could do is find <laughs> I, I I was hoping we could find my old like files but i don't actually have it on here so i don't know what happened maybe this was when i was like not replacing them but i was or not like copying and pasting the format okay so i don't have all of our fun bits for this one sorry um here's oh i have oh my god i have have my notes okay great great pull them up yeah what were the do you have the episode titles or oh my god remember when when we used to actually have like do research for the show and be oh, like yeah. here's what ha- <laughs> here's what happened the year this yeah. album was released yeah. we ended up doing a lot of repeats because i was like oh yeah we already covered this year um let's see oh yeah the title it's because it's garth's seventh album and it was released in 1997 garth said about this album i'm proud i'm excited i'm nervous and it feels good to be back in the game again this is a very personal album i only wrote six of the songs but there are many on there are many that are so me that people I work with every day thought I wrote them. <laughs> he always had the the best quotes. <laughs> he really did. 
Um, okay. Is there a search? Here's what I... Oh, I... God, I used to do so much preparation for the show. Um... I wrote like remember when we used to synopsize every single song? Oh my like, god! Formally. Oh my god! What a terrible show. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say it's probably better. Than- <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Synopsis: A much much better version of standing outside the fire. Right. Even features some similar lyrical content. Garf implores his listeners to take a chance, try because otherwise, how would you ever know if you've if you could have succeeded? Yeah. Some fun tempo changes and call and response. Yeah, standing outside the fire is a really, it's like, that's where you, that's how you engage with fires. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to like yuck any yums, but I generally engage with fires by standing outside. Yeah, maybe Garf has been a Sufi annihilationist this whole time. (laughs) Uh, We named, so this was uh, season one, episode seven. We named this episode Fatty and Fami. Yes, we did. I don't remember why. Um... I remember it was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm sure. It, and here, and here is a little segment of that right now. No, I'm not going to put that in. Uh, I was like, oh my god, you're really putting me on the spot I'm for the improv. Super not. Uh, do you want to talk about my song that I want? Yes, to I do. I'm okay. not looking. Okay. Ooh, cat just stepped on my lap. Huh? Um, where's Hello. the sound? Hello, I click. There we go. Are you just, just going to start the song from the beginning? Let's do the whole thing. Oh, song. I'll cut, I'll cut in a little bit. I burned my hand <laughs> and I cut my face. You remember this one? Knows how it's just a funny opening Since I feel so out of place Wondering if I'll fit in Tell him. Debbie and Charlie said Debbie and Charlie Remember this one? Dib said she might oh, it's Dib? Yeah Okay, I think the chorus is about to hit They're right on time So here I go again Tell us I'm gonna smile my best What are you gonna do? I'm gonna laugh like it's going out of style Look into her eyes and pray that she don't see. There's the title, always the last line of the chorus, oh, Nashville style. I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. <laughs> oh my God, Mountain Goats, just constantly ripping off Garth Brooks. Just <laughs> essentially a Garth Brooks cover band by a different name. So this song really stood out to me because of its specificity. This was not written by Garth Brooks. No. Um, this is from the, the album, Chase. The, Chase. the Chase. And it's about his bank, a man who, <laughs> who for some reason, either through like a, a divorce after a long relationship, maybe a death. Uh, he is getting back out there to date again. For the well, first this is time. Hitting a little too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, unlike uh, certain uh, thoughts in this room, he's having a really hard time <laughs> making it happen at all. <laughs> and uh, his all of his friends are having to cheer him first on. Thought, best thought. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll say. Um uh, not to minimize your struggling. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, but um, yeah, he Let's read verse two. A little cafe, a table for four, but there's just conversation for three. I like the way she let me get the door, and I wonder what she thinks of me. These lyrics are also good and specific. Debbie just whispered, you're doing fine. Oh, Deb. Debbie, you're such a sweetheart. I love you. And I wish that I felt the same. She asked me to dance. Now her hand's in mine. Oh, my God. I've forgotten her name. (laughs) Well, such a good, uh, cute moment, and like the anxiety of it is so palpable. And I'm so there, I forget everyone's name directly, like immediately (laughs) after learning it. That's why online dating has been so good because the name is right there on the profile. Yeah, (laughs) except I have a false name on mine, I have my middle name on my profile. Oh, good, (laughs) (laughs) just throw bad tricks at them. So, this song stood out to me for Garth Brooks because. His best songs, either the ones he writes or the ones he curates, uh, 
are good specific storytelling. Every time that it rains that summer, her withered old hands. <laughs> um, and there's all these specifics and there's characters. And I feel like that's kind of him at his best. Yeah. When he is telling devices a story. Going, yes. Telling a story, but he's got some devices like in verse three, he, um, he integrates lines from the chorus into the verse itself. Um, those kinds of like self-referential devices are like primo Garth Brooks and, and maybe it, it's actually like a half length chorus and then, or a half length verse and goes into a new chorus with different words. But on the genius, at least it is notated as verse three. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. And she just smiles her best smile and she laughs like it's going out of style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think this is a really, really, really sweet. thoughtful, sweet song and it's, you know, Garth Brooks at his best. It's very sentimental, yeah. but I but I think it's really earned. Totally. It's uh a lot more earned than we gotta we gotta listen to this, at least the beginning of this. Uh songs like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'll have to search around. I believe this is in the very beginning of this song from Man for, uh, against Machine. Wow, Amazon really takes a while to load. It's not a great service. Little baby told God. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, are you ready to move on? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so, next on the list. Insane Clown Posse. The... Season that almost broke the show. Yeah. And it broke the show because it was so long and because there's so much terrible stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But the good stuff in this season is so delightful. I wonder if we chose the same song. I kind of suspect that we did. We will see. I don't think we did. I know the one you chose, actually. Yeah. This one's great. This song is really good. Lovely. Speak on this. Hocus Pocus. Um, it's one of their most popular songs on Spotify. This is the first ICP song I ever listened to. It's Hocus Pocus with a K. Both of them is Hocus Pocus. Um, this is the first ICP song I learned when we did a, um, we did some sort of episode where we were trying to choose the artist for season two. And we listened to, I think, it, was it my first bracket? It might have been. Oh. I mean, it came down to, to listening to like, I think it was this or Fish. Oh my God. We, we never got into Fish. <laughs> I'm we, fine with that. I'm fine with that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, fish heads. Um, but we listened to like I think entire songs from these artists. I think we listened to one entire song from Fish and one entire song from ICP. And this was the one we listened to for ICP. Yeah. And it was so cool and like so intriguing and like love that it included the like um, circus like calliope <gasps> stuff. And then there's this. Yes. This line here. Abracadabra, boom chaka day. I'm violent day, and I'm back like a vertebrae. So fun. <laughs> I've come sold with a hat full of tricks, trunk full of fago, car full of fat chicks. One of the tricks were Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're not sorry that they tricked you. Um, cereal slaughtering stranglers, jugular juggling juggalos, folded fat floppy titty freaks. Go back up. Go back up. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Icy fucking peas in the ha. In the ha. Ha. Yes. Folded fat. Fat floppy tinted <laughs> Maybe I'll get there someday. Um, yeah, this is just like, I mean, if only ICP had lived up to this song. Yeah. What if they had all been as good as this one? I just I just think they needed to like do make less stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only problem. I think they made so the much only stuff. Problem. So it's like, camera do it. The only problem. Basically, like, huh. you know, it's they're like Bob Dylan. It's just like how many of his songs are actually good? 
Um, all of the ones on his Christmas album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I remember that moment. That was, yeah. We were so excited. <laughs> yes. Here is the song that I wanted to share. Here it comes. Any second. So this track is one of their catchiest instrumentals. There's a lot of like pretty like gloomy and hard to listen to production in yeah. ICP. And this one just sounds so good. And that like guitar riff. It's so fun. And like the gunshots. And I like that this song is about the inevitability of death and the like impartiality mm-hmm. of it. And I like all of the fun that they have <laughs> describing <laughs> describing death. Um, here we go. Let's see. Uh, let your balls hang out if you wanna, but don't cry when they get kicked. <laughs> the blackouts sudden. Uh, the blackouts sudden into your party. The mighty death pop happens quick, uh, and so it's sort of like a live for every day. Throw it up, celebrate. Oh, he's he's advocating bulimia. Every day of throne, no. Celebrate life. Don't do that. Because <laughs> uh, that shit could pop tonight. Um, yeah, uh, it's sort of like a live for today kind of song. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. One yeah. of the most classic subjects of all poetry, <laughs> including especially in St. Clown Posse. Um, yeah. The hell with caution, increase the speed. Yeah. You, you, do you remember that by accident I figured out why this song is so good? No, why? Um, look up on Spotify, search for everyone's a winner, but one is in the number one. There's it right there. Oh. Uh, hot chocolate. Play that one. Oops. It disappeared. You need a space. Okay. That's- okay. Do they, do they sample this? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just this song. Very good. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're hip hop artists and they know cool deep cuts to sample. Especially carnival music. Okay. So cool. God, that's such an incredible guitar riff and Um so we call this one Underoos in Your Overalls. That's a cute little title. Yes. Great. Exactly. Okay. Uh should we move on? Yes. Alright. So after ICP, we decided to talk about Alanis Morissette. And that was also a pretty <laughs> rough season because <laughs> the first two albums were like kind of funny and weird because they were like her just Alanis albums. Yeah. Her Canadian pop star persona. And then Jagged Little Pill fucking ruled. So good. And then basically everything after that was like a huge bummer. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's what you overhear on the PA at the patchouli store. Just like, <laughs> just, it's just like white lady appropriation uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, someone needs to like get Alanis Morissette some queer theory. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that? She would make such a good, like chaotic bisexual. She has to embrace the chaotic bisexuality and become a queer coded villain. Can I would you love imagine that. Yeah. the kind of, She's still young. Turn that she could She's take. still young. She could be so amazing. Oh, I really God. want her to read. She uh, could be a dark queen. In place of a dark lord, <laughs> you would have a dark queen. I really want her to uh, read Jazz, uh, Jasbir K. Puar's uh, I'd Rather Be a Cyborg Than a Goddess. Um, because there's so much divine feminine 
in uh, her discography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like, it's, it's all, a, it's kind of all about, like, grief and trauma. And, mm-hmm. like, Jagged Little Pill is too, but it's in this, like, really, like, potent creative phase she's angry she's, she's pissed angry off yeah she isn't just like hippy skippy dippy shit right and then th- kind of the rest of her discography it it feels like she's she she's doesn't have trying to be in light she's trying to be like yeah. she's trying to be like hashtag yoga yeah and it doesn't feel as uh as earned yeah that's a huge bummer it feels sad um yes. well let's let's hear what you chose for alanis This is, for me, this is the, like, the real standout. This is the episode one of um, 90s pop music. Star Wars episode one. (laughs) Um, Because we had Jagged Little Pill. Amazing. So good. And then everyone's like, okay, what's she going to come out with next? It's going to, like, up the fucking Angie. She's going to get angrier. She's going to yell more. She's going to get, she's going to write. She's going to go down on more people in more theaters. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then she she came out with this. This song, like, this is the most popular song on her follow-up album, which uh, is called Supposed Former Infatuation. Ugh. Oof. <laughs> oof. Ba- big oof. Big bad. Um, I did not suppose that. I did not. Su- yeah. Who is supposing this? <laughs> and to what end? And why are you talking about it in that sense? Um, yeah. Ver- opens with the line. How about getting off these antibiotics? No! How about stopping (laughs) eating when I'm full up? How about them transparent dangling carrots? How about (sighs) that ever-elusive kudo? So she has transparent... transparent, What's kudo? Like kudos. Oh, Oh, that's so 90s. It's so (laughs) 90s. And it's also just like etymologically nonsensical. I mean, that's not... I mean, it comes from Greek. It's like one kudos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically there's like no okay, anyway anyway um oh a kudo oh yeah you can't have a kudo um chorus thank you india yeah she goes she's like she she, she ate prayed and loved before she uh, totally julia did. roberts she did yes <laughs> did. um thank you india thank you terror thank you disillusionment thank you frailty thank you consequence thank you thank you silence which is like Maybe you could get away with those lines if you really earned them, but she does not even try. And to begin the chorus with thank you, India. Yeah. It's like really just like exoticizing. Yeah. India's like, oh, it's this great. It's basically kindness. like saying thank you, like Africa. You yeah. know, it's I mean, like it essentially is. a subcontinent. It's kind of a big place. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot there. going on. <laughs> but for you, it just yeah. reduces down to yeah. like a yogi. Yeah. Um, who teaches you how to freaking meditate, yeah. use Ayurvedic okay. Imp- soap or something. An important uh, side character in her story. Yes, exactly. Is yeah. India. The entire, the yeah. biggest, the world's biggest democracy yeah. is an important side character. <laughs> Where most of the people are. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, and she really like, this is when she really starts getting into her um, really vague, nonspecific songwriting with lots of abstract words. Mm. The bridge. The moment I let go of it was the moment I got more than I could handle. The moment I jumped off of it was the moment I touched down. Yeah. Okay, what is it? <laughs> I believe this is where we coined the phrase, the poetic bluff. I believe you coined it. You get the credit. I, I coined it? Yeah. Yeah, for think, this season. I think that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, because... You know, it's like poetry doesn't necessarily like, you know, have to track in a like, well, this means this and this means this, but this is a cleverer way to say it. 
uh, you know, like some of the best poetry, it's like, that is the only way to say that, or that's the best way to say that. And it would like do a disservice to try to explain it, but it just sort of resonates. Yeah. And then you can also bluff to like, uh, pretend like that's what you're doing <laughs> and kind of like gaslight your audience into being like, well, if you don't resonate with this, it's probably just not for you. Just, you just you don't just get don't it. Get it yeah. yeah. It's very Anthony Kiedis. You should really, um, meditate on it more. <laughs> You should go to India <laughs> and meditate India. on it more. Um, here is the song that I wanted to share. I am not looking. Any second now. Wow, why is it so slow? I feel drunk, but I'm sober. I'm young and I'm underpaid. I'm tired, but I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. I love that ending because the other one is uh, a high five, uh, yeah. given a high five. I have this theory that she wrote, um, she wrote different final lines for every chorus, and they rhymed with the line above. But then they she mixed them out of order mm. because um, oh, interesting. Cigarette rhymes with um, pocket. Well, kind of. Does or oh, um, figured out just yet. Oh, the second line. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Um, quite, all right. All right high five. Doing a high five. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Peace sign. Peace sign rhymes with... Fine. Hi. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like the non-rhymes in this song. I think they're really fun. Yeah. So I feel like this song is a lot of the kind of like... Most of what Alanis had to offer was this sort of bullshit of like uh at one with the universe like kind of faux spirituality kind of stuff mm -hmm. and i feel like this is the closest she gets to uh selling that I was and gonna earning say, yeah, it in I, a song I think, I think so it's yeah. not necessarily my favorite song i like it when she's not being enlightened you know <laughs> or when she's not like kind of trying to say that like everything's basically good or whatever. But I like, I like the little moments of contradictions in the song. And she still has a sense of humor in the song. Yeah. It's funny and it's fun. I'm short, but I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. Like, yeah. come on. That's a great line. Yeah. I feel drunk. But I'm, I'm poor, but I'm kind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm young and I'm underpaid. I care, but I'm restless. I'm here, but I'm really gone. Yeah. I'm wrong, and I'm sorry, baby. Um, yeah, I, I'm i green, but I'm wise. I, I think these, like, little cup, these They're not even couplets. These little statements are nice. Yeah. Um, I'm hard, but I'm friendly, baby. Ooh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, I, I love this. Though. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. Yeah. She's talking, you know, she contains multitudes and she's flicking cigarettes. She's giving high fives and throwing up peace signs. And I think this is, I think she achieved the message of the rest of her career in this song. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's the closest that I'll get to like kind of appreciating this kind of sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Alanis. Uh, go subscribe now to Alanis's uh, podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. She has a podcast. She ha has like 100 times the listeners that we do. Yeah. Um, well, after Alanis, we listen to Topanga. Hmm. Tallahassee Payne. Tallahassee Payne. Tallahassee. This one was hard to choose a song mm. for because um, I was familiar with some of his biggest hits already. Um, so I was like trying to figure out what was a standout for ones that I wasn't already familiar with. Oh, so you say, 
chopped and screwed. Yeah. fun one mm-hmm. yeah I am um, I'm done I, I think I think it's kind of about a dude get it, getting cheated on or something yeah or like kind of led on or something like that yeah. I, for, I forget what and I'm having trouble figuring out the exact way that he spelled it oh I'm yeah look it up um, <laughs> on the genius whoops um, it's on I think it's on epiphany okay chopped Oh, because it's chopped n mm, screwed. Chopped n, the letter n, screwed and screwed with a k. Um, it is featuring Ludacris. Um, but I just this was like one of my favorite um, parts of T Pain. Favorite aspects of him is like having these devices are like these. Like he he makes it like when he's being clever, he's usually like being pretty clever and like pretty fun and just like. I don't know. His production on the song is so incredible. Um, it is chopped and screwed as he's talking about, he's using, that's the name of a genre and he's using it as a synonym for like, yeah, you got cheated on dude. Um, yeah. It's very like T-Pain as a player and T-Pain as a producer combining those two. Yeah. Um, personas. Yeah. The, his singing so good and the production is so good. I think, um, that lyrically it's worse than I thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it problematic? Uh, you could say that. Is this misogynistic T-Pain? Um, yes, it is. But that is also a big part of T-Pain. So this is like what stands out <laughs> to me about him is like, just pretty like openly and blatantly misogynistic sometimes, but in a fun way. He's doing he's <laughs> fun while he's doing it. And so that makes it okay? Yeah. Question mark? No, it doesn't. But it's, uh, at least... It's better than ICP. Sure. When they're being misogynist, it's just not even fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, the whole depiction versus endorsement thing is always tricky with uh, just in general. But um, mm-hmm. I think with T-Pain, you know, like my understanding is that he's just like, he's been monogamously married for like a very long time. That's right. I think we know? talked about this. Yeah. And that yeah. he just sort of like writes not as himself for himself, but right. he kind of writes in these personas. Yeah. I mean, the first the first verse is like basically I got friend zoned by dancing with a girl at a club. Oh no! <laughs> and then the second verse is like, "Hey, have you been in a have you ever been in the VIP room of a strip club? Strip club?" And um, then one of the women asks you to pay her. Wow, you've been chopped and screwed. Oh no! <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, you literally just said the VIP grow, room grow of up. your favorite strip club. Because you have a favorite one. Not only do you go to them. Oh, anyway. I wondered if you're going to pick this one. I okay. You picked. Okay. So this is the one I wanted to choose. Here we go. I'm going to try to find the chorus. So fun. That music be moving the whole community. That bitch ain't about to come back alive. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Me and my niggas came and shut that bitch down. You know the club got my name on the parking spot. All of you niggas about to hate on us now. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Okay. So good. Delightful song. Again, very clever. So yes. my understanding is that uh, at least in this part of Florida, if, if I remember what we looked up, like there is sort of a culture of like parking lot hangs. Mm-hmm. He's talking about like at a club, but that there's also like, f- like in Florida, there's like you bring all of your fancy trucks to a parking lot. Right. You have a party. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, the, <laughs> the lyrical device in this song is uh, that he's doing a eulogy, that they're like mm-hmm. at like a, a funeral for the parking lot because they partied too hard. 
which is funny. <laughs> that's, yes. so, that's so specific. Um, she don't want to fuck me. She want to fuck my car. She said the rims got it looking like a superstar. She might just take her on a date to the new car wash. Or I could ship that bitch to Paris, baby. Ooh la la. <laughs> I'm the international parking lot king. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. What he, so we, we heard this lyric that I think is really delightful. Big booty bitches popping pussy in the drive-thru. <laughs> That's the delight. What, yes. what a good lyric. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's a little bit of like sort of performative kind of patriarchy in this song about like, you know, women wanting to get with him because his car is so or his truck specifically because that's the thing that they brag about in in these songs is like they're souped up trucks Mm -hmm. but then he takes it to the absurd and says like she doesn't even really want to have sex with me she wants to have sex with my car she wants to fuck my car yeah uh and it makes the like competition all of a sudden the competition is between him and his own car Mm -hmm. as opposed to him and the other men with their cars uh so like there's a sense of play in this song and it's not taking itself too seriously. Um, yeah. And also T-Pain loves cars <laughs> or trucks specifically, and just loves talking about having sex in them. And mm-hmm. I feel like this song really encapsulates that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's uh, w- one of the things he loves to, loves to rap slash sang about. It's true. Yeah. Uh, also one up the album that this is from, uh, I feel like was sort of a redemption album for T-Pain because it was maybe his best album. Maybe. Yeah. His first couple albums were like pretty good. And they then he got pretty good. There was definitely like, I mean, more problematic stuff than one up has. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they were stories that like made sense and they, like there was clear motives in them and they were fun. And they're really well produced. Mm-hmm. And then like a lot of the middle of his discography, he just has a huge chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. about people like, I guess, like not taking him seriously. Right. Uh, because of like, I guess the auto-tune shit, um, which we... He does like one skit with the guys from Lonely Island. And then he, right. he's a like, punchline. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, which is a shame uh, because... He's so clever and so funny. And I, some people are really good at angst and resentment and turning that into good art. And I don't think he particularly is. No, I don't think most so. Of, no. Most of the time, it just made him seem uh, kind of petty and small and not very cool and yeah. not like a very good hang. It's like a friend who is just like, ah, I want to go hang out with this person, but they're just going to want to talk about this. Uh-huh. And I don't really have the bandwidth for that right now. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> um, that's kind of like what it was like. And then he seems to have kind of gotten over it for one up. And it was a treat to listen to because uh, he when he when he's having fun, he's fun. And he's really charming. It's great. Yeah. Well, who's uh, who's next? Who's next? Oh, ABBA. ABBA. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Do um, play ABBA 2 first. This is an honorable mention. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. ABBA uh, 2. You just had your cursor on it. Left up, right there. Oh, so good. Amazing, right? almost chose that one especially because it's called gimme 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 a man after midnight <laughs> and i mean i relate to that a lot more than i did when i first heard that song anyway you can go ahead okay yeah this is the song he chose <laughs> oh my god that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this one, Fernando. That Those lady. Are the two that like get the Lady Gaga song. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, 
It's not their best song, for sure. No. Um, Take a Chance might be, I love that one, not just because it was the Mabim Bam theme song for so long. But um, this one just, this is another one that like inexplicably just gets stuck in my head. Um, I love that it's like, they're just using the like, Spanish terms and like, oh, Fernando. It's like this weird <laughs> exoticized thing. Of, like, what are you, what? You gotta give them a break. They're from Sweden. Yes. <laughs> this is the least exotic place oh in the world. <laughs> Europe. The most occidental place that's ever existed. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Even France, which is like less occidental and north than Sweden is, they call something a taco that is like a folded. It's almost like like a folded up piece of flatbread. Oh and my like, god! I don't know. It's like this is not Mexican food. What are you talking about? This is not a taco. Anyway, I've never tried to get tacos in France. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was not. Well, I don't think I ever like went out to get tacos, but I was at places where it was like, this is a taco. I was like, no, it is not. <laughs> pizza. No, that's what plate. I call a taco. <laughs> it was essentially that. Yeah. It was basically a pizza. Um, it's like a calzone, but flatter. Um, yeah, but this one's just like so bizarre, but like so um, catchy somehow. I love that they use the double, not just single, but double diminutive. Because the, the root word is chica, which means like, it can be a, 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 a adjective meaning like small, mm. or it can be used mm. as a noun for like a girl. Um, and a small, like a diminutive added to that would be chiquita, oh. like the banana brand. Yeah. But if you want a banana brand. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, banana boats, banana hammocks, um, Mr. Tangerine Speedo. Um, but yeah, chica. Chiquita is like double, double diminutive. It's like, come on, how little is she? Uh, I like to joke, uh, you know, uh, with old time musicians about like how in old time music, uh, songs that are about women, the women are either like the tiniest, teeniest, youngest little baby girls <laughs> little infants. that are romantic interests, yes, uh, or withered old crones. <laughs> Or horses. <laughs> That's the three, the three stages of womanhood. Yeah, horse, maiden, crone. Yep. Mm, three-faced goddess. <laughs> cyborg. Don't forget that. The tree divine cyborgian. Um, yeah. So this is this is kind of like a dumb throwaway song, but um, for some reason it keeps just inexplicably getting stuck in my head. So there it is. <sighs> now you listen to it. Oh, great. Well, here's an. A really good song. The original tall poppy band. I have a no taste for <laughs> humble pie. Uh, Do you think Abba is too old for sex now? At, mm, I'm been, sure they're still pumping away. <laughs> still pumping after all these years. Oh um, my god! Yeah, this is this this song came out over 40 years ago. Wow! So amazing. Still not too old for sex, huh? Yeah. Uh, so. This song is kind of about the inevitability. It's kind of the mighty death pop, but about life, about it's about aging. God, it's you're, about the end. Really, an irrepressible thoughts of death. <laughs> yeah. this week, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's about the end of relationships and seeing ends as success and worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's so beautiful. I think yeah. musically, it's so beautiful and triumphant. Uh, I think the words are so heartfelt and sweet uh, and and clever. 
Um, let me just let me just read these lyrics. There's not that many. Here's to us, one more toast, and then we'll pay the bill. Good, we're gonna mm -hmm. die. Mm -hmm. Deep inside, both of us can feel the autumn chill. Birds of passage, mm -hmm. you and me, we fly instinctively. When the summer's over and the dark clouds hide the sun, neither you nor I'm to blame when all is said and done. That's like a perfect verse. It's very good. And I love how the, the chorus is just like the last line or two of the verse. Yeah, and they're five line stanzas. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is like a really satisfying, you know, the chorus is just the last extra line yeah. of the verse. Yeah. Although it's actually more like the last two lines are a couplet. Mm -hmm. And then the first line doesn't end, doesn't rhyme with anything. We'll see if that continues in verse two. I'm just going to read all these lyrics because I think they're all the really good. The first line rhymes with the second line in the first verse. Does it? Bill, chill. Do Bill and chill you, Cameron? <laughs> birds of passage, you and me, we fly instinctively. Um, maybe that's an internal rhyme within one line. It is. Yeah, yeah. it does that every, gotcha. every Okay, verse. great. Verse two. In our lives, we have walked some strange... So, well, first of all, I think that first verse is about like, kind of like a relationship coming to a close. Mm -hmm. That seems to be what it's about. Verse two. In our lives, we have walked some strange and lonely treks. Slightly worn, but dignified and not too old for sex. We're, stri we're still striving for the sky. No taste for humble pie. Thanks for all your generous love and thanks for all the fun. Neither you nor I'm to blame when all is said and done. This is also kind of about the end of a relationship. Um, I think like the dignity of deciding to end a relationship after a long relationship, which I think is really beautiful, especially this gracefully. Mm -hmm. And... I really like that they're like, we still, we still want to be happy. We're not going to like settle. Right. Like our lives aren't over. Yeah. Exactly. We don't need humble pie. Yeah. Like we're going to like shoot for the thing that we want and that we need. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm just going to read the last verse. It's so strange when you're down and lying on the floor, how you rise, shake your head, get up and ask for more. Clear-headed, yeah. <laughs> clear-headed and open-eyed, with nothing, with nothing left untried. Let's standing, everything. standing calmly at the crossroads. No desire to run. There's no hurry anymore. When all is said and done, uh, and then it repeats I'm that. I'm gonna put that on my dating profile. Yeah, <laughs> um, I am. I just want nothing left untried. Let's try literally everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think this song is very sentimental and very like it's aspirations like the thing it's yeah. so lofty in like what it's trying to do and and i really get sold on it and i think that's something that i look for as like a consumer of like media or participant mm -hmm. in participatory listener and sentimentalism yeah because i yeah. i really want to feel this stuff you want to feel feelings i want to feel feelings i want to feel big messy lofty like yeah. grand feelings and they're really hard to feel i think because yeah. uh there's so there's so many reasons to feel cynical and to like armor up and mm -hmm. uh i whenever someone's able to like crack through that for me i'm really grateful uh yeah they did this at at the end of the uh mama mia movie and they did it in a very different context at the mm -hmm. beginning of a relationship uh -huh. but being sung by like older folks Right. Uh, and I thought it was still very effective and fit that vibe as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just think the song is great. Yeah. Um, we've gone through five artists out of 27. Yeah, we were trying to do 13 today. Do you want to do one more? Let's do... Pour one out for Steve Harwell. We got to do, do Smash Mouth. Got to do Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah. because... Uh, because he 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 fushed you too close to the mang. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Here's your choice. <laughs> too far, then we'll pick up the pieces. 
I don't remember this song. I don't remember this song. <laughs> exactly. <enough. Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was tough because like all it the catchy ones. <laughs> yeah, all the catchy ones. Like we've all heard them already. And um, yeah, for me, the story of of Smash Mouth is they got lightning in a bottle somehow with a song called All Star. That still to this day, I I do not really understand why that song is so big. Yeah. Um, maybe because it, it can be equally as well to play it at like sports games as it can in like movie soundtracks. Right. Um, it was on Jack Jams. I don't know. I, I think it, it came along at a very specific time in the music industry. And that's probably the thing that made it the most successful. And then the rest of their career, they're basically like still riding that um, wave from uh, All Star. Or they're trying to ride another All Star. Yeah. And this is just, just like one of their <laughs> many attempts to write All Star 2. Um, and it's from their, their album, Get the Picture, from 2003. So <sighs> they, they released two different <laughs> follow-up albums after the success of Astro Lounge. In four years, they released two new albums, and none of them made any kind of splash at all. I don't think they got like really any radio play and sold very few records. Um, because America collectively decided, ah, we've had enough Smash Mouth. Yeah, they're just living off Shrek. Yeah, they really are. Um, that was probably also a big part of it, too. It's like Shrek yeah. being like a surprise hit. Like made that song kind of a surprise hit. Um, yeah. yeah so, they had two, at least two songs on that. When I Saw Your Face was on there, too. Wasn't that a Shrek, too? And also, uh, that's not their song. Well, I know. Okay. But it basically is now. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that the monkeys made more money on that song than they did. <laughs> that's a great... Well... I wonder how much of the money that Smash Mouth made had to be given to the monkeys as the songwriters. I don't know. It's a good question. <clears throat> Anyhow, it's 2003, and where do you want to be? In 42 or 1970? And maybe we should just take a look around. I don't get why the planet is so upset. And don't do something you might regret. I'm telling you, it's starting to get in the way. Just absolute trash filth nonsense. <laughs> Stupid bullshit lyrics. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't get why the planet is so upset. Yeah. <laughs> And just like the, the vagueness and non-specificity and the missing antecedents of, and don't do something you might regret. I'm telling you, it's like Invader Rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead, let's have some fun while we're still young. Are they still young at this point? Turn up the sound till your feet leave the ground. Yeah, let's drive the car till we've gone too far. Then we'll pick up the pieces and push it back home. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot this verse. Verse two. Let's start with Liberty's broken heart. And NYC could never be torn apart. Mm. And could it be one world, not three? Oh. Girlfriend kiss his very soul, and boyfriend tell her she's beautiful. And family man say, baby mama, it's okay. Wow. So, Smash Mouth healed the world. Healed America and the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like New York City, or, sorry, NYC ever needed healing, because it can never be torn apart. <laughs> Even though Liberty's broken heart. Was there? Wow! Um, what a nothing nonsense bullshit, stupid. Boo! <laughs> it's not even a poetic bluff. It's just a regular, just total bluff, just like bluff of meaning. Yeah. Well, let's let's end this episode on uh, on a high note. On a song about as us. high as they get. Ah, incisive lyrics. Yes. Yes. Well yeah. I don't get why the planet's so angry. Exactly. It's like, I'm it That progression, I think, is a lot. I was just thinking about that progression. Like, you didn't yeah. have to put that chord progression under that melody. That's yeah. really catchy also. Da, da, da. Yeah. And that little glockenspiel. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I picked up on that when we listened to it. I think, because mm-hmm. this wasn't their first album, and I think we were all so, we were just so annoyed. We were so tired. <laughs> we got yeah. so tired of them, like, instantly. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it looks like this is going to take more than two episodes. 
my god, this I forgot this song was in three different movies. Okay, because it was in the like Rowan Atkinson, John Lovitz. Uh-huh. Rat Race. Rat Race, that's right. I had that on DVD. Uh, so did I. I oh, loved I that so. film. I also loved it back in the day. Uh-huh. Sure and it's Trek. aged marvelously. Oh, I'm sure it has. Can you name number three? No. Mystery Men. Oh, of course. Which I also loved back in the day. Wow. I actually do want to watch that one again. I think I rewatched it. Yeah? Within the past Just because like, you love Janine Garofalo. <laughs> I do love Janine Garofalo. I imprinted yeah. on her so hard when I was young. Yeah, I bet you did. It's, God, I really... Oof. That's She's the, the sole reason why I own a pair of Doc Martens to this day. <laughs> yeah, when she uh, dubbed the... Uh, uh the like queer coded like artist in the forest in the uh uh oh kiki's God. delivery service i was like of course it's fucking the, her the yeah. girl that saves kiki's soul with the power of lesbianism yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well thanks rip Re- rest rest in power Bless you <laughs> steve and thanks harwell <laughs> Oh God! Oh no! What a sad, what a sad man. Because he he wasn't in the band at the end. They replaced him. They replaced. They him. must have replaced him because because he was, he was in hospice. Well, they I think they replaced him when he was like shouting slurs at a crowd. Uh, yeah. Oh and yeah, he was like zig hiling and shit. He was doing some really uh, bad shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's zig hiling in heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on that note, <laughs> we're going to end there. Yeah, um, folks, uh, write in with any, like, or, or mess- message us with, like, audio. Any any fond memories of the show or things that you want uh, mentioned before we say our final goodbye, before either a hiatus or death <laughs> as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be back as as soon as we're able (laughs) yes it's hard to that's another reason i thought maybe we should put this in the ground is that it's been really hard for us to record recently lately yeah definitely me having a touring band is a big part of that and Um, also me having anything to do yeah in any evening also yeah (laughs) just having every evening wide open also i'm a wide open (laughs) also this this show starting as my uh my second podcast that you do all the work on to <laughs> me doing all of the editing and posting and everything <laughs> so I, ma- I managed to make it so that you were doing all the work yeah. that was pretty sneaky of you <laughs> Maddie. Pretty sneaky. <laughs> yes all right well thanks for listening y'all we'll be back with more retrospectives until that time i've been maddie hunt and i'm still pumping after all these years <laughs> i've been cameron dewitt and a little baby told God. <laughs> hey, I think I'm done doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>